Welcome to the Fizzle Show! got taken away into the moment there. (laughs) This is The Fizzle Show. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. And in this episode, it's a doozy. We are talking about the art of thinking big. Now, we probably all have one of those friends in our lives who might think a little too big, right? The crazy people in our life who are just like, yeah, man, I'm going to be president. Or maybe we know someone who used to think big and then had their dreams kind of shattered. And they're cynical or jaded. They don't believe in thinking big anymore. There's definitely a danger to thinking too big. It can burn us out, burn us up. It can make us miss all the amazing things that are happening right now. But there is also a danger of thinking too small. You keep doing what you've always done because you've always done it. And then maybe one day that doesn't work. The market has moved on, or the world has moved on. And that danger not only can hurt you financially, thinking too small, but maybe uh, psychologically or emotionally. You know, ending your career or your life going like, dude, I wish I was more brave. I wish I saw the bigger picture earlier on. So there's an art to thinking big. And that's what we're going to get into in this episode. We have no books to sell. We're not gurus about this thing. We're just a couple people who've been trying to think bigger without toppling over for about a decade with some success to show for it. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Listen, in case you aren't aware of what we do here at Fizzle... We love our podcast listeners, all right? And if you want to try out Fizzle, our membership area for people who are building indie small businesses, you can try five weeks of this for free. We have a special link just for you podcast listeners, fizzle.co slash try five, all right? You can start the roadmap. You can check out any of the 40 plus courses that we have in there. And you can ask a question and get advice in the forums right now, okay? So all of that for you for five weeks because you're a podcast listener and we like you guys so much fizzle.co slash try five follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 174 that's where the show notes are i'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps all right we're back in this chase warming reef and i've been drinking on the porch and i don't care who knows it that's right uh, I don't even care. What is this, a podcast? I am not responsible for what comes out of Chase Reeves' mouth. Where Actually, is- can we add a disclaimer to the beginning of this podcast? There's a disclaimer right now. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Why are you talking so much? <laughs> I couldn't keep it together. It's <laughs> a disclaimer right now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Oh, I'm Chase Worman Reeves. I'm here with my my business partner and co-host Corbett Barr, as we are every Friday. This is, of course, the Fizzle Show, where we talk about the art and science of doing something you actually care about for a living. Boy, have we got a doozy for you today. But before we get into that, Corbett, this is a very colorful shirt. Tell me about what you got on and your clothing style in general. Well, this shirt has uh, triangles, X's. Uh, a lot of neat shapes. O's. Honestly. weird, like, E's it with feels extra... Like- and you know what it feels like? It feels like in the very far future, in the very far future, after the digital age has come and gone, yeah. the, the apocalypse, you know, there's just little roaming groups of humans. Um, it's sort of the tr- post-digital tribalism. 
<laughs> you didn't know I could just pull out a word like no, that. That's did good. You? It's like an art historian. <laughs> it totally my, my my clothing style is uh, known as ninety percent of what I wear is what my wife buys me. Yeah. And yeah. then a little bit of ten percent. I've of seen flare. her. I've seen the way she looks at you, and yeah. she goes like, hmm, "I'm gonna get rid of that shirt." Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm fine with that. I like it. I, on the other hand, have I've I've seven things in my closet that I wear. Uh nine if you include the sweaters. Do they all bring you joy? They all right now. It's like I, I don't even think about them. So I have I have two shirts that are this. I have four t-shirts. Okay, two of them are exactly the same. As each other, right? Yep. So I have two of these sort of like three quarter shirts. These are my sleeping shirts. Yep. Two plain gray shirts. Oh, you're wearing your sleeping shirt. I'm wearing my sleeping shirt. <laughs> I got right up and went on my walk, and I haven't adjusted since. <laughs> so you know, and also I got my hair cut. So it's like it's very you know when you have your your you get your hair cut, you got to be careful what shirt you're getting cut. In. Yeah, you don't want. Do you get that. those little hairs down it's there? The worst. Man, I don't like that. Of course, get, you could always launder it, but you know that's a pain. That takes all day. Yeah, <laughs> it takes all day. I got to clean my clothes. But no, I've got this thing. I've got, so now I have all this closet full of clothes, right? That I've organized. But really, I just have one shelf. That's the only clothes that I'm wearing right now. Did you? Did I don't you know. Take that book to heart. Well, dude, I more than there's the the book Life Changing Magic of of altering your life or of tidying up or whatever. Um, that I loved. I loved that. That was that was. I still love that. But this is going much further. This is going like more towards like a hardcore minimalist sort of like. I only I only need this sh shirt. Yeah. Like what I have is I just, I need a long sleeve shirt. I need a short sleeve shirt. I sure. need a pair of shorts and I need a pair of pants, right? Then it gets difficult with shoes for me. I don't have any shoes that I really like love enough to be like the one shoe. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, it, so, so, you know, the, and the ironic thing is that even when you had a lot of clothes yeah. in there, I don't, I never saw how many clothes you had. Yeah. But I, I'm guessing you had a lot. I, I know I have, you know, probably 60 shirts hanging in my closet so or, many. or more. Yeah. And the ironic thing is that I, wear maybe eight of them it's exactly that thing it's like i just want to try to and, and i'm and i'm i've been really really liberal with just getting rid of stuff for the past year i've gotten rid of just truckloads of, of things so my it's already like i've barely have any compared to what i did but now i still have a lot in my closet that i'm just like not allowing myself to use i'm just seeing what it's like so we're oh, about to go on a, we're about to go on a road trip for for a month and i'm just like could i do this just with these four things because then when i do laundry it's like everything gets washed and it takes me a day, and I'm yeah. walking around in my undies for a day. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I've found a lot of joy in that. Good for you. This is just uh, this has been another uh, I just I really weird white the, dude thing coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. I really wish that the pants you had chosen weren't sweatpants. <laughs> it's awkward when we go out to dinner. Uh, Chase, your pants have a lot of stains in them. Yeah, they're my sleeping pants too. <laughs> <laughs> and my eating pants. They're also my eating pants. Are you kidding? This guy's got pants for eating. Oh, man. What a, I'm scared. Why are you guys talking so much? It's, it hurts my head. Y'all need to shut up. <laughs> we got a good topic for you today, though. Do we? How do you set those dream big goals, Corbett, when the future it just looks really hazy? You know? Tell me more about this. Tell me more. What, you, what, what, what does that mean to you? Mm. You're setting those big dream goals, but the future just looks kind of hazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this uh, this came actually out of the forums. And um, the question is really based on this idea that feeling like what's holding you back in your business is struggling to think big because it's hard to imagine your life more than a year from now, especially when when you're building a business and everything is just so shaky, right? Mm -hmm. You just feel like everything you're doing is on shaky ground um, because 
there are so many unanswered questions. You don't even know if you'll be working on the same business a year from now, let alone how successful that business might be. And, uh, and so I think the, you know, the big question is just how do you dream big? And beyond that, how important is it to dream big, I guess would be another way to, to, to think about it because this question assumes that it's important to dream, dream big. And that if you're not dreaming big, that that is somehow holding you back. Yeah. I, I love this question. This comes from Claire who actually is going through a lot of, a lot of life stuff right now, moving brand new baby. Um, and and I could totally imagine how it feels very much like, uh, you know, in those ses- those stages of life where it's like the chapter is turning, it's about to turn, or it's it's yeah. turning right now, and we're in a different we're in a different chapter, if not a whole new volume, right? Um, and and I love those times because to me, I just I like it when everything gets shaked up. I feel very kind of uh, I get really scared when things feel really like stat when things feel like uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm I don't know I'm kind of a prisoner. I'm a I'm trapped in yeah. some role. Right. Or some some thing like there's no creativity, there's no Dad, dynamism. Business yeah. partner, just, husband, <laughs> all of that stuff. It's just such white a guy. trapping, you know, white guy for sure. I'm like, that's the only one I'm exploring around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going like, what else could I be? Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, you know, we get we get we get trapped in these roles, and and we grow. Alan Watts I, I, again I, on the morning walk this morning. He said, imagine imagine this rope. Right, and you've got a rope that's made of it's cotton, and then it turns into a little bit of silk, and then might it turns into maudlin. I don't know what what's a, what's another fabric, uh, <laughs> fucking metal uh, chain, a, a chain. You know, it's a, but it's all one piece. You see, it's all one thing, right? And now I tie a knot in it, and now I'm moving that knot along the rope. And now, is it the same knot as it moves from cotton to silk to chain mail to, to <laughs> these things? Is it the same knot? Or is it a different knot? Because you see the material underneath is different. It has changed, you see. Uh, so uh, this is something that philosophers have been working on for years. <laughs> but I like that because yeah. I think I think it's a great little little uh, picture of like, yeah, we change. We totally change. We right. go from cotton to silk to, to, we're going through all of these different things in our life and we're learning different stuff. We have all new cells every seven years. Every seven years. You know what I mean? That liver, all new. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. All new. All new. I mean, all your bad cells kept reproducing bad cells, yeah. but, uh, but anyways, the 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 point being, you get like, we. I mean, we, I just don't think our society has made has made uh, made made room for that. For you're not supposed to change, right? When you're like a sales guy, you're supposed to like get the job, get the promotion to be like the, the head of sales, the thing, and then you become the district head, yeah. and you're supposed to stay in the place because that's what makes you reliable and trustworthy right. and all of the things. Well, yeah, you know? and 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 I think the um, the worry is that. There's this unthinking mode that we all get in because, yeah. you know, thinking and changing is painful, right? Change is yeah. painful. And uh, and reconsidering everything about your life and your future is is takes energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the default mode is once you've got stuff figured out, you want to kick back and relax and enjoy your life and just kind of get in that groove that you're mm-hmm. in, right? And so most of us end up in a groove. And, you know, yep. if you're not careful— Five, ten, twenty, forty years can go by, and you've just been and, grooving and the whole time. And you've just been grooving, and you it's look like back. It's like a bumper and, sticker on your VW Funkin' grooving or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you look back and uh, and think that either you never consciously st- stepped back to yeah. say what could I, oh, what yeah. do I want for my life, oh, what could this I do is different, the biggest thing, or you might be, uh, you may have thought about it several times and never took action on it. Yeah, right. So I got this idea that like, and I'll do it in an Alan Watts voice, just so that you take it more seriously. Oh, that's my idea. 
You see, I think a lot of us are, are, are sort of, we spend our lives making sand castles, right? We've got, a, we've got this little plot of land and sand and we're making the sand castle, right? <laughs> you know? You've seen these kids on the shore making sand castles, I'm sure. Uh, actually, I'm, not, I'm not finding it. You know, he's got, he's like a smoker, right? So you hear this like little rasp when he laughs, like yeah. you're like, oh, Alan, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyways, I feel like a lot of our life, you can liken our, our career, our, our, like we're all, we're making plans for the future. We've got these dreams about like, I want to design the future. I want to not have to worry about money. I want to have a nice place to live. I want a family. Like I want, I want to be close to my family. Yeah. I want to spend the time in my days, like not stressing about this, that, and the other, not running people all over from soccer camp to piano lessons, all this, not, not, not stressful and anxious about stuff. I want to be peaceful and be restful. I want to, I want to do it my way. We sort of planning about the future. Right. Um, and I, and those plans are like the sandcastle that we're making, you know, we're making this, this sandcastle. So I've got this job now and I'm doing this and I'm meet that met this lady or this guy and all this stuff. We're making the sandcastle. <laughs> and the end, and like, it's like, we have no idea that like this wave is just on its way up. We didn't even stop to look around at like the idea that the tide was going to change or that anything. And then this, this wave just comes and wipes it all away. And I, either that means, you know, that looks like your spouse gets cancer and now, whoa, or your mom or dad dies. Like what the fuck, you know, like that's great. Or you, something crazy happens to you health wise yeah. or life happens because sure. this whole thing, this whole civilization is a mirage uh, about how advanced we are when really we don't have, we don't get to control when we live or die. Right. We can't bring something into existence and choose which one it is. Yeah. We can't, we can't, you know, and so, and we don't get to choose to stay alive when, when basically everything conspires to make us not be, you know? I, yeah. And you, thank you for taking that to a very dark place. My, my, <laughs> sorry. My I initial, love the dark. I love those places. My, my initial thought on this was, was totally different. Yeah. Mine was you're building the sandcastle, yeah. but you never look up to think what other kind of sandcastle could I build? And is this yeah. the one that I even want to? Yeah. Not that it's going to get wiped out. And sure, that which happens. Is the, which you're saying is the same thing. We're not, we're not really, like, which reminded me of it was when you said before, like, we're not really looking up and going like, what could my life look like? Yeah. Like what? How could I do this? Yeah, because all we were inheriting all of these ideas and assumptions. Sure, and and to be fair, you know, sometimes when one of those like waves comes up and wipes out your sandcastle, yeah. that gives you that's an, exactly that, what sparks you, right? That gives you an opportunity to do the reevaluation, it is. dude. I just listened to the great uh, BJ something or other. He works at Zen Hospice uh, on Tim Ferriss's show. He just helps people and pass their final days, right? That's it, and and takes care of the remains. And, and he's, he did a great TED talk. He is an amputee three limbs because when he was a college student at, uh, at uh, Princeton, he got up on this bus to look around and it was an electric bus and bam, billion volts of electricity shot through his body and sent him oh flying, right? So like, they, I don't know what, what he still had. He has one arm, I think. And, and then everything else was like fried internally. Wow. Wow. Right? So, because it sent the electricity out of those limbs. Whew. But the, uh, the, that was the moment. How many stories have you ever heard where it's something gnarly or something crazy that happened? And that's when you finally look up and go like, why the hell have I been making this sandcastle? Why have I been stuck on this little plot? And I think it doesn't have to be, in some ways, it has to be something that's bad. That's like, oh, that's difficult enough. That's difficult enough for you to go like, I am so committed to this thing. I didn't even know it, right? I've, I've just been so blind to other, uh, yeah. other options. 
Um, sometimes it just has to be difficult. Sometimes maybe you can really just get inspired. Maybe you can just like come across a Deepak Chopra video or a Tony Robbins seminar or something and just get woken up to this thing. And that language of woken up is always being used from the 70s on, probably much further back than that. And so this idea of dreaming big, how do we dream big? How do we think bigger? To me brings up ideas of this because I have this sense that like... Uh, uh, well, I mean, what I mean is like, it, it takes me into this world because this world I spend a lot of time in. I wonder how much of the things that I think are just, you know, inherited by rote of living in the world, right? They're just like, this is how you're supposed to think. It's it's America sure. and this is what we think. And like. your upbringing. And, yeah. And yeah. you don't even, you don't even know and that the people you know. that you're surrounded by. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't even, you, you can't even watch the ways your mind is working. Um, the assumptions that you're making, the blindnesses yeah. that you have. I think a lot of us are waking up to that right now as we realize just how unsafe and unjust it is for to be a black person in America. Like, right? Like, that's a, that's a lot of us are waking up to the fact that, like, dude, this is completely unfair. I had no idea it was this bad still, yeah. right? And we see this all the time with the police stuff now. Um, that's a blindness that we've had. It's been like this for forever, you guys, right? And I'm the poster boy of, like, just waking up to it. Anyways, I think we could do the same thing with, like, what we want from life. Right. Um, so when I think about thinking big, I, I think in some ways, like the best way to think big is when you like, you're like kind of bummed that it's happening to you because it's because something gnarly, gnarly happened. Right. You know, something is very, very difficult is going on. Yeah. And now you're forced to think differently. Right. And it's also the sense I have that like what got you here won't get you there. I think that, I think this is something, right. Everybody who's grown, who's coming up right now and they want to be a blogger. Let's say, for example, right? We're very successful bloggers, right? And we we are, uh, you know, you, Corbett, wrote the book on blogging, basically. We start a blog that matters, one of the most popular blogging courses online. I remember reaching out to Jeff Goins, like, hey, man, we're relaunching this thing. Would you be open to like sending an email to your list or something like that? And he was like, of course, I started with Start a Blog That Matters. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, you did. That's amazing, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, it's, it's, it, it, it a lot of people are coming up. They want to do the blog thing, and that course is which we have in Fizzle. You should, if you're interested at all in blogging, you should for sure take that course. Um, that course is going to get you through all the foundations without having some of these holes in your boats. You're not leaking, so you don't. We don't end up a year from now going like, "Oh, I totally did this the wrong way. I built my sandcastle in the wrong spot." Basically, right. as a blog. But at the same time, as we've been talking about in a few episodes now, this idea of promoting your blog is probably going to come about in a way that's 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 like. That's somehow unique to you and your audience. You've got to be dancing and creative about this using basic, classic ideas of promotion that we've taught you through, right? In episode 170 and in the corresponding blog post. So, so all I'm getting at is this, is this sense of like, if you're thinking like everybody else, you're not going to have that big thinking kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and you know, so the question is, how do you set, these big goals. Yeah. How do you think about the future in a really big way when everything around you is chaos? Yeah. Because you're because you're in a life transition right now. Totally. Uh, and you know th the other thing that I've observed is you get to know people, especially if you're in sort of some sort of ambitious field like mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I have uh, gotten to know I'd say a dozen, maybe two dozen people who clearly now looking back on it were thinking so much bigger than I was. Yeah. 
in so many ways. They see the game, and that's what I'm always trying to get to. They don't just see their, and part of this, inherent in this question, I think, is the difference between seeing your next move and seeing your next five moves, Mm -hmm. you know? And I... I get in this mode where it's very comfortable just to worry about what my next move is. Yeah. And usually the next move is, you know, no more than six months in the future. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's just a really easy place where you get to balance living your life, enjoying it now yeah. with, you know, a little bit of growth. Do you know what I think is such a big deal about, I think, I think the power, the, maybe one of the more powerful forces in the world is kind of, maybe, maybe boredom is what I'm thinking of. It's when you do the same thing enough times, like for us, we have to write blog posts. We have to make podcast episodes. We have to do this every single week, right. one of each, right? We have to get people in the door at Fizzle. We have to keep people that are in the door really happy. We have to change people's lives. You know what I mean? And then we have to go find more people to get to, right? All the stuff that we have to do over and 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 over, ad, ad infinitum, right? That's part of our strategy. That's one of the things that we're really good at and, and what's worked really well for us. That's the strategy that's working. But when it starts to feel like, like when you get bored with it and go like, all right, I have to write another blog post. Like what... When I get bored, that's when I start thinking, I think up a, a layer. When I realize that there's a pattern, there's right. a category, and, I, and then I look, and then it's not, it's not about, can I blog? I already know I can blog. I already know I can write. I already know I can talk on a podcast. I already know I can do YouTube videos. I can make anything I want. Like I can do the things that I know how to do. So I'm confident enough in the skills that I have that way. Right. So it used to be about, can I do that? Now that's sort of changing. Yeah. Right? It's changing into- Now it's like, do I want to do that? Or, or not even that. Like, okay, so I need to do that. So how do we do that? How do I how do I do that with the least possible work? How do I make something that just that just nails it? Because I know because I'm not I don't have to impress anybody anymore. I don't have to impress anybody now. I just have to do my job. Right now I have to do my job. So that's when I go like, what's a blog post? Well, blog post takes these five shapes, right? What's a blog post in our to- in our niche? Well, it's about these twenty five categories. That's basically it. These topics are the way, and every other topic lives inside of these topics. Right. So so you start kind of breaking it out that way and categorizing and seeing things and you're like oh i got it so so now this is just what i have to do and then i got these shapes of the blog post i pick one of those and i got these topics i pick one of those right. and i smash those together with everything that i know right now and it's going to be a, a stellar it's going to do what a blog post needs to do yes you know what i mean yes okay i love but, that but let's hear it. that like that pattern of you know i'm slightly bored with what i'm working on how do i make this into something that's easy to handle so that I can move on to do other things or mm. or just how do I think another level. Yeah. This isn't dreaming big. This isn't going yeah. to get you to some like magic transformation. Yeah. And the the people that I'm talking about that, you know, think dramatically bigger are the kinds of people that, you know, you don't hear from for a few years. You and kinda then they you come get back, a little yeah. rumbling. And then suddenly you see that they're on a freaking like huge TV show or yeah, something, you yeah. know, or they've written like a best selling book and you didn't even know they were an author. Or yeah. they, you know, visited every continent in the world and and got married and did all of these like crazy things. But what I would argue is that is that they didn't get to that from just going into a black box and and one of the one of the things that should be said here is you think you think as big as you're capable of thinking. Right. And and so so Claire, who's asking the question, has the power, has the capabilities right now to think probably bigger than she's currently thinking, but not as big as maybe she needs to think yet. Right. Because there's there's like reading a lot of books and seeing what's possible. Um, and but but really, it's, it's a lot of what your experience and intellect is at any given moment with the world and the things that you're sort of heading towards. That's where to me, the boredom thing or, or the 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 real the, the pattern recognition of this is what these things are. Then you're like, well, what are we trying to do? It's realizing, it's it's kind of realizing, accepting that like we're 
we need to be really big bloggers to be really successful. We need to make ex- excellent. We need to make content that works really big. Well, in order to succeed. But you're talking in this this continue the same box. Yeah, I know. I, I, I hear you. What I'm saying is like you know you can incrementally think a little bit bigger. You know, every six months or whatever when you get bored. Yeah. But that's this like trajectory that's, you know, at this 20 degree angle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The question is like, what's the difference between somebody on that 20 degree angle trajectory and somebody that's on a 45 degree angle? Well, and I'm into that, but like, okay, so what do you, what do you you think? What what are the ways that, that you get there, for example? Well, and and I'm not saying that I do, and I'm not even saying that you need to be on that trajectory. I'm not, Claire's saying, maybe I'm not thinking as big as I need to. Well, need is a, you know, that's a a big question mark to me because yeah, need not being it the depends right word. on what kind of life you want to live. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, if, if you want to become president one day, yeah. there's a lot of shit that you have to get done between now and when you're 50 years old or yeah. 60 years old or 72, like yeah. our current candidates, whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to put yourself in that position and most of us are just not on that trajectory at all, but yeah. the people who end up seeking the presidency were, Mm-hmm. And at some point in their life, they decided, this is how big I'm dreaming. Yeah. I want to be a senator one day. I totally. want to be a Supreme Court justice one day. Yeah. And I, I know people who think on that scale. Totally. I've met people like that. You know people like but that. But how many, how many times, like I think, yeah, I think of, of one guy in particular, and I'm just like, but how many times when, when that person says like, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd like to have a shot at presidency. So I'm, doing, I'm putting all these, thing, these balls in play. Right? What's a great example of, a ba- of that going bad? Frank Underwood of... Of uh, a fictional character, uh, yeah, fictional character yeah. of of um, House of Cards, House of Cards, right? Yeah. So it's like this idea of like what what like the you know again another Alan Watts. It's like yeah, people who are planning all the time sure. are never actually getting there. Yeah, yeah. Right? and when I'm not it, saying that ambition is is good. Blind ambition is yeah. necessarily good, but if you want to achieve something massive, yeah. you have to put yourself on that path. Yeah. You know, you don't just start charity water because you're like writing a blog one day and then you, you like stumble into it, you stumble into it or you build a one well or something. That's actually, so, because one of the things I'm thinking about that, that, what I'm looking for is like practical ways to think bigger. And I think biographies are always, or like, like learning the stories of something, of someone doing something that you feel is is big, something that this is the shape I would like my life to take right then you're like okay how did they start to think and then you see because i think through biography through learning through uh learning specifically about other people's stories and how it happened yeah you see a lot more of what's possible for you you're just kind of kind of absolutely some of the scales fall off of absolutely the ice, right yeah so i think looking at uh what's his name from charity water and reading his story somehow getting like ingesting everything you can about it or identify someone else that you're like i love the life that this person's yeah taken i want to learn everything i can about them and then try to think the biggest that I know how, because for because there's this balance, there's this balance, right? Between like, I'm thinking big, but I'm thinking big and it's likely this can happen. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and so I think the, the biggest influence, uh, so if you had to rank the influences that are going to determine what sort of trajectory you end up on in life and how big you dream and what you achieve, it probably comes down to something like your biology. Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. the biggest influence. Genetics. Just genetics and how ambitious you naturally are. Yeah. Second thing is your upbringing, mm-hmm. right? Who your parents are, yeah. what they achieved, what the people that you knew growing up achieved. The third is going to be the people that you meet yeah. in life yeah. and that you spend a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. This is that Jim Rohn quote again about you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. Um, I've seen this where people make new friends 
These are the the ambitious friends, the yeah. growth friends, the people that are doing more than you're doing. And then naturally it becomes part of your universe. So, you know, reading an autobiography and and that sort of thing and, and learning more about the world and travel, I think that yeah, actually travel. comes after, mm. uh, you know, people that you know and people that you surround yourself sure. with. But it is it is an influence. Yeah, I mean, and you got to, I mean, to me, thinking big, like there's, there's, what I mean, I feel like Scott Dinsmore is one of the be- bigger examples I've ever seen in my life of someone who just was, who just kept like kind of, he he had all, he had he had all, all all the genetics all the upbringing all the, all of the things were there right yeah. so he knew he was capable, um, but then the systematic decisions that he made about like how he was going to get closer to the people that he felt would help him get to where he wants to yeah. be and the fact that 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 he was going from like the hedge fund world into the blogging world mm-hmm. I feel like something about that was the part that made it all very realistic or very very different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there's a lot of bloggers who would maybe go like, yeah, I'm going to make it in the hedge fund world because this is big money, you know? And he was going the other way. Yeah. And I thought that that was some really unique sort of element to him. Like he was really chasing something that he yeah. was captivated by. Yeah. And so, you know, there there's a philosophical, you know, do I need to dream big, uh, you know, and and what's it like and mm-hmm. and so on. But then there's the the practical, mm-hmm. right? How do you actually dream big? Yeah. And, and, and how do you make it stick, right? Yeah. Hold so, on, hold that thought for a second on the practicality. I just want to clear up what I was talking about with Scott Dinsmore. Oh. If for people who don't know, he made a decision to to move to San Francisco basically to be clo- closer to Corbett and and Leo in some ways, right? He wanted to spend more time, or he was already in the marina. He was already in SF before. But he just kind of like, I, I was thinking about like where, where I met Corbett was at a, a conference called Blog World. And I was my second, maybe, or third of those that I've been to. And why did I go to my first one? Because I was designing sites on Thesis, and I kind of knew Chris Pearson, who was like a kind of somebody um, who designed, who made that that thing. And I was just like, well, I'll go down and I'll try to meet some people. Right? That, that, and I didn't, I didn't have any huge plans. Right. But that turned into, I was, I, 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 was, I became fast friends with guys like Pat Flynn, Corbett Barr, Derek Halpern, because I had one in and I was really talented at both the design side and just the conversation part side, right. right? And so and I I don't and it was just an accident that landed me with the business partner that has changed my life forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So meeting people is the thing that often changes And so the your question life. is like, okay, like just and you can one specific thing you do is just conferences. Like what's one conference that's like yeah, you might be thinking of being a blogger. If, okay, if being a blogger is like the biggest thing you can picture right now, then go to the blog conference, whichever one that is, right? You might be thinking of, I want to be, I, who are the people that inspire you, right? Who are the, the maybe you want to be like one of these thought leader, Malcolm Gladwell, Seth godin types, right? Then it's like, where are they? Not, not, not just the ones that they're speaking at, but the ones that, that they would be maybe going to. Mm-hmm. And you just go. You just go and say, screw it. We'll see what happens. This is the kind of person I want to be in 10 years. So I'm going to, I'm going to just go to this thing. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm trying to take my own advice there. So when was the last time I went to a conference that was like for me? Wasn't something we were just speaking at or hosting Absolutely. an event at. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Okay. So going back to the practical thing then. Yeah. Okay. So, so getting into practicality, how do you dream big? Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about a couple of things on the, the list of uh, factors that influence your ability to dream big or how big you're going to dream. The first being genetics. The second being your upbringing. You're not going to change those. Yeah. Okay. The, the next three I would say would be again, uh, people you surround yourself with 
the experiences that you have in the world mm -hmm. and then probably goal setting and, uh, and just like productivity systems in general and learning how to influence you to, to do big things. Yep. So, all right, we just talked about how do you surround yourself with people who are doing bigger things? Uh, you know, if like, for example, if you want to become a, a faster marathon runner, then hang out with people who run faster marathons yeah. than you. And it's going to become part of your norm. They're just going to be talking about things, totally. their training plans and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, figure out where those people hang out. And oftentimes conferences, um, local meetup groups, yeah. those are all great places to meet people. Bonus if the people that you're going to meet are people that you are going to like mm -hmm. and enjoy hanging out with because- yeah. Um, you know, for us, it's been easy. No, and for me, that that ends up being really huge. Yeah, right. That's why you and I stood out to each other so much at a blog conference, right? Yeah. Very few other people we were talking about, like we're having great conversations with. Yeah, right. Where we we could just roll on cultural things, on lifestyle things, on you know. There's very few people that we 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 had the same language or frequency as. Totally, you know? and 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 there are there are people in that world like that we met at that conference or yeah. other conferences who. I still consider friends, but you know, we talk, you know, every yeah, few months or something totally. and, uh, mostly it's kind of a businessy, you know, a, a colleague sort of relationship yeah. more than it is a friendship. So bonus, if you can find a group that you actually really click with, because, yeah. and, because and the, the point is too short not to, right? Like it's, that's like, that's been, that's yeah, been the most is, important and thing. Getting back to the philosophical end, which yeah. is what's more important, like dreaming big or enjoying your life. Yeah. And how do you do both? Because you time? particularly are, are, are such a great example of of mixing both of those, right? Because you, I see you, Corbett, uh, and we'll get back into more practicalities here. Hold on. But I see you as someone who, who does two things really well. First of all, you kind of see the rat race. You see the, you've, you've lived it, you've lived in, in a situation you don't want to live in again, right? And so you go like, how do I get out of this? And that engineering kind of mind that you have kind of looks at what are the options and figures some things out and, and, and does it. So you keep that engineering mind whilst also optimizing for the lifestyle things that you want. So at the same time, though, you know you're drawn to like you want to do something. Uh, there's a, there's, it's not that, and I don't even see you. Uh, would you say that you want to do something big so much as you just want to support your life? Right, and and this is um, this kind of bleeds over into the practical side, yeah. which is you know some people who dream big literally have one giant goal, like I want to host a talk show on a major network, or I want to yeah. be a senator, or uh, I want to own the Jets yeah. one day. Yeah. Right, so. That drives people, you mm -hmm. know, some people are, are really driven by that. Others, I think, uh, like myself, I want to, I don't have like one specific big goal. Yeah. And sometimes I feel lost, yeah. you know, because there isn't that one Dude, big how, goal. How much do I, am I jealous of Gary Vaynerchuk? Not that he came up with an idea of owning the Jets, but that he actually seems to really want that. Like, 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 like a four-year-old kid, he's just like, that would be the coolest thing. I yeah. just want to do that. And he probably looks at it and goes like, okay, what's the age What's the what's the average age of of basketball or of of football team owners or what's the age I think I'd be able to really nail that yeah right and you go like, okay fifty it's probably a good age so what do I do for the next ten years and that and that's that's a cool uh, goal because not that I really care about you know being a billionaire and yeah not that anybody really should yeah uh, but it, the, it's an interesting goal because it lasts so long yeah that he's going to get so much satisfaction out of it. That even if once he gets there- And it adds there, so much meaning to what he's doing right now. Like he just gets to look at what, because I think that the whole trick of this thing is looking at everything that you're doing right now as it's just moving upon. Like the, the think yeah. bigger, the, okay, if you want to think bigger, the biggest step that you can, like success that you're looking for right now. So, so where you are right now, if you're trying to start a blog, the next step for you is to be a really successful blogger, all right? 
that is the first pawn move of the, of the game, right? That's what thinking big kind of yeah, seems Yeah, but like. what happens to most people is that we we get trapped on one rung yeah. of the ladder. Yeah. And it's either because we get comfortable or it's more difficult than we thought. Or, or it's because we didn't know this bigger thing. We or, didn't yet know it, Or right? we lose sight of it yeah. somehow. Now, the, the big question, the big philosophical question is, you know, is someone like Gary, who has this yeah. big goal 20 years from now, going to look back and regret not having enjoyed the life that he was living at the yeah. time because he always had his sights on the future instead of like, you know, recognizing today for what it is. And so there's a balance there that I think is, yeah. is potentially dangerous if you're on one side or the other too mm -hmm. much. Um, okay. So, so we talked about meeting other people. You brought up this idea of autobiographies and, and experience yeah. and learning about other people's lives. But I think also you can lump into that experiencing other things in the world. Mm -hmm. you know, traveling and, um, meeting new people that you don't necessarily, you know, become friends with, but just here, listening to other people, talking to other people, attending other kinds of events, opening your mind up to arts and music mm -hmm. and other things that matter in life. Um, those are good ways to start to understand that there are other possibilities in life that, that you may not have known about yep. um, before. And then learning about the people who have achieved things to find out what was their background like. Yeah. And, you know, could I walk in their shoes? Yeah. And realizing that a lot of times the people who achieve these really big things aren't so special. They were just dedicated or maybe they had uh, an upbringing or something that told them they were capable of that sort of thing. And so mm -hmm. they just they just took it for granted and, and used that. I think there's something really in this in this. uh I was just making notes on all of those, meeting other people, experiencing other things in the world, uh, autobiography or going deep on some other people's stories to see what their situation was. And I think there is something to this, to this trick might be, might be practical for some people to this thing that you want to do right now. Okay. What is it? Write it down on a paper. Like the thing that you're, th you're listening to the official show because you're like, I want to start a business. Um, let's get more specific. You're like, I want to be a blogger and I want to make $200,000 a year. But it, it, I, those are my two goals, right? I don't know when I'm going to do it, but that's my that's my goal, right? Or I want to be a podcaster and I want to make $100,000 a year, right? Or I want to start a SaaS company or I want to, who knows what, right? Whatever it is, I want to do this. I want to make this much per year or potentially, right? That is your goal right now. That's what you're trying to get to. And now the game is getting to there is the first step in what big goal, right? In what big game? Right, so Gary right. Vaynerchuk, his is is whatever creating a, a wine media company, then creating a that was the first step yeah. in owning the Jets. Yep. You know what I mean? And what what's, what was after that? Well, we need to make more money, was, build a bigger company. Yeah, personal brand. Then it was building a social media yeah. company, and and who knows uh, right. Like. So you can see that, and then you're like, okay, what's next? What's because I think the thing that 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 is always true for me when I meet those like people who have that big goal, is they they know exactly what they're doing, and even if it's going to take five years this is the next step and what they know what's coming after this. Yeah. They actually already know what's coming after this. Right. Um, I don't know what's coming after this. You know, would you say, you know, what's coming after fizzle? No. So this is a game we can play about like getting fizzle to some, you know, level of success. We're like, yes, we did it. That's, that's moving the, you know, the, the, a couple of pawns up yeah. towards what bigger game. Yeah. And, 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 you know, again, philosophically, you can, you can debate whether or not, it matters to have these massive goals or not, yeah. but in terms is, of your productivity and output, I think it would be, it'll be pretty clear. But in terms of like your actual social, especially your spiritual well-being, I think it might also be pretty clear in the negative sense. You know well, what I mean? no, but it, so it's, you know, it, it has shown that humans are happier in pursuit of yeah. 
modest goals at mm. least. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you can burn yourself out on like really I mean, my whole goals. life has just been, a, like I feel like this has been the story of my life is just being burnt out on knowing I'm capable of it but not having achieved enough, mm. right? That's why I'm always, that's why it's been such a revolution for me to be gentle on myself, to have self-compassion, right. to have found that both in the Jesus church and then now in like sort of the Buddhist-y uh, just mindfulness stuff mm -hmm. and just going like, and kind of a, that's why it means so much to me that there might, there might not be a grade at the end of this thing. There might, you might be like, like you're already, you're already as significant as you're ever going to be. There's just, you either exist or you don't. Yeah. And so enjoy yourself yeah, because no matter what you do, no matter who owns the net, the nets or the jets in 500 years, that won't matter, let alone another billion years. Yeah. You know, totally. And I, but I think the question is, uh, if the point is partly to enjoy yourself, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The question is, what is going to help you enjoy yourself? Enjoy and and, yeah. and enjoyment, I, I don't think we necessarily mean hedonism, like, you know, smoke no, bong and because, smoke, smoke weed and play video games every well, day. Well, I mean, that's fine too. Maybe. <laughs> but the question is, what's going to give you a deep sense of ongoing fulfillment? Yes, it, totally. And, and I think when you geek out on enjoying yourself, even if it starts really small, I think it ends up, it ends up getting deeper and deeper fulfillment. Because yeah. you, you, you realize, yeah, I had this is my third milkshake today, and it's actually stopping being good. Like totally. it's like it's like not that great anymore. Right. Whereas for some people, the pursuit of some sort of ongoing big goal mm -hmm. will lead to greater day to day fulfillment yeah. because yeah. they feel like they're serving a higher power, even if it's a selfish one. And even if I never get there, that's I think I think that's part of the those kind of goals. You can point out and go like, I know you don't actually care much about it because you're not. You're not, uh, you just care. It's important that you just care enough to like keep going. And you're like, yeah, sometimes you're uncomfortable with it, but you're never throwing your complete body on the gears and levers of this machine, right? Right. And few people live that way. And I always respect people who live like that as long as their cause is, or their, their goal is, is interesting. I mean, I think maybe Trump has a, has a cause or a goal that he's throwing, but I don't see him put throwing his gears and his body on the gears and levers of a machine. Right. I think it's Bernie. If anybody's throwing his body on the gears and levers of a machine, trying to save our country. <laughs> you know totally. what I mean? But, uh, but I, I mean, very few of us go, go deep and hard on life because why? Because actually life is pretty great. You know what? We've got sex. We've got relationships. We've got like the busyness food? of just keeping kids alive. We got food, man. We've got food. We're just tubes walking around, putting stuff in one side and getting stuff out the other. Totally. But we get to bring make so many decisions about those things on the front end. So I feel like we should bring bring this down to to a close here because I like the shape this has taken in this big question about how do we think big. All right. And we went all over the place philosophically, yeah. conceptually, um, and then actually got to end on these really, really practical things you can do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and we were listing them in order of the impact that they have, but if I had to like give someone a map of how do I think big yeah. and then, and then carry out those big dreams, I'd say, uh, first of all, you need to have experiences in life and you need to learn a, about a lot of different people yeah. and look into the background. So all of that stuff, you know, we talked about, um, you know, researching people, listening to autobiographies, going to listen to people speak, yeah. traveling the world, yeah. meeting all kinds of different people. That's step one yeah. to me, because, you know, if you don't know that things are possible, then how can you possibly? And, like, and it's like, that's an ongoing maintenance thing. Right. You know what I mean? That just keeps you fresh. Keeps you fueled. The second thing would be then to set big goals for yourself. Uh, and, you know, I think that 
you can you can set some big goal and and then have that philosophy that you said that even if I don't make it, it's still yeah. worth the journey. Yeah, that's the kind of goal that you should probably set. But if you set a big goal for yourself ten years down the road, even if it sounds crazy, mm-hmm. set that and then just work backwards and say, okay, if I want to be there, yeah. I'm not going to worry about that stuff for now. What do I need to be doing tomorrow yeah. to help me get there? And then once you know that in the direction that you want to go, the th- sort of thing that you want to achieve, if you want to become an author or you know a, a, an Olympic athlete or whatever it is, then you have to start finding people who have already achieved that, who can act as mentors and peers who are just a couple of steps ahead of you yeah. so that you start, you know, embracing this, this level of possibility, yeah. S- soak yourself in that possibility. And it just starts to become your reality. As you mentioned, uh, Scott Dinsmore earlier, yeah. this was his core philosophy that, yeah. uh, you know, he took that, that advice from Jim Rohn about you're the, fi- the average of the five people you spend the most time with to heart. And implemented ways for himself and other people that he, which that he is the trained. most most practical thing. In some ways, it's the most practical thing you could do. Yeah, right. You're just like, hey, what do you get? Get honest about another game I've been playing. Is like, what if I what if I don't change at all from where I am right now? What if for the next fifty years I basically want the same exact things that I want right now? Right. So if that's the case, because I because I, I look over the last like few. I mean, I'm changing all the time in in little ways. But now my son's seven. And I've, I, and I like, again, someone who's further down the line is looking at, listening and going like, you're an idiot. You're going to, you have no idea how many ways you're going to change, but play the game that you're not going to change over the next 35 years. Um, so what do you know right now that you like? What do you know right now that you enjoy? What do you know right now that you want? What do you know right now that you, that you, that you admire in other people or about other careers or something like that? Cause what if it never changes? And even if it does, you can always course correct on the way. Right. But what do you know right now? Totally. And look at that in the light of this isn't going to change. Maybe. I always look at that and I, and I thought, maybe, I think I assume like, yeah, but I won't feel like that in, in, in five years. And that's, always, and that's served me well because I've never clinged to anything long enough to have made a mistake. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, we've, we've been talking about uh, dreaming big in the traditional American sense, which yeah. is all about accomplishment and attainment. Yeah. Whereas I think you and I click really well because at least half of what we strive to achieve in life is just living big Mm -hmm. and enjoying the moments that we have. And, you know, we're never going to turn down like sitting around a campfire, drinking a beer and smoking a cigar and having conversation for some project that we want to achieve at work. If I know that that's happening, if I'm I'm the main stage speaker at some big event and I hear that you and a couple other dudes are sitting around a fire drinking scotch or or beer, cheap beer, like Rainier and smoking cigars, like bad cigars even, and it's raining and it's cold, but you're doing that, I'm I'm pissed about my life decisions. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like that's definitely something that I feel. And so if that's, you know, and I think this has to be a balance. Like you- you can you can strive to attain things in life, big goals, mm-hmm. but you should also strive to live a big, yeah. open-hearted mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And if that's your goal and you talk about how surrounding yourself with people who have done things or whatever uh, is a good way to achieve something yourself, then you also have to surround yourself with people who just live big yeah. and enjoy the day-to-day and aren't freaking stressed all the time because Mm -hmm. they're trying to accomplish some sort of goal yeah but it is like then again just in closing i think you're somebody corbett who mixes these things really well this realization that that maybe like whatever none of this matters or that like the things that matter are the small things is i think what i really mean when i say that 
What matters most is the smell of fresh baked bread. Don't kid yourself, right? Like, that's what matters most. Yeah. Like a, a fresh sourdough roll that's been handmade. Like, that's the only thing that matters. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like just the small things. That's yeah. the stuff that matters most. That's the only thing you're going to remember. Yep. Um, and, and so don't kid yourself. But you're also really practical about like, about how, I, I don't know, about, about, about those things. You know what I mean? You need to be able to fund those things, yeah. right? And you're practical about that in a way that I think I hear, I, re, I have this realization that like all, it's the th small things that matter. It's like it's living peacefully and, and, and big hearted that matters most. And I just, I, I want to like go be a monk. Like immediately, I'm like zero practicality, right? And so through you and my wife, Melissa, who's very much like you, I've learned, like I naturally have some of these impulses now. Like it's not yeah. so, it's like I, I can I can see the practicalities that need to take place, you know? Yeah, but life isn't only hokus or vibrant five fingers, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. There are shoes in the middle. <laughs> For anybody who's not into the <laughs> deep running space, hokas are these huge maximalist running shoe and vibrant five fingers are these, these minimalist, uh, you know, you know, finger shoes, basically. God, so you're saying it's not one or the other. It's this whole spectrum. It's not always one or the other. Yeah. But I've been Alan Watts, and I've been Chase Warburton-Reeves. Thanks, Alan, for joining us today. Yes, it's been very fun. I've been Corbett Barr. <laughs> and we'll see you there. Oh, we'll, we'll see you, see you on another time. time. <laughs> so there you have it. That's right. Oh, I'll try to do that. <laughs> Every time I say that, I go, all right. <laughs> and I tried not to. And I came out with, that's right. God, I really have something bad going there. Hey, Claire, thank you so much for being brave enough to ask this question. It's questions like yours that make the Fizzle Forum so amazing, reminding us all of what matters about where we're going. Fizzleshow.co slash 174 is where you're going to find, I listed out four ideas for thinking bigger there. Um, the, these are things that we talked about in the episode. I kind of consolidate them a little bit. So that's at fizzleshow.co slash 174, where you'll also be able to sign up for and download our new business toolkit. All right, you ready for this? It's four guides that are just ridiculously helpful for modern business owners. Because guess what, man? You are not the first one to go through this stuff. These are four guides all for you if you go when you go to fizzleshow.co slash 174. Here's an iTunes rating from ZombieFan33 in the US of A who says, The Fizzle Show is one of my favorites. Actually, he says faves. Listening is like a visit to church for a budding entrepreneur. The Fizzle team's advice is always both actionable yet insightful, and I might almost say spiritual. You guys add value to my life, and thus, I am now a Fizzle member. Hey, hey, welcome, Zombie Fan 33 Hey, when you hear this, would you send me a private message in the forum? Say what's up. I'd love to figure out who, you, who your real identity is. Uh, listen, listener, uh, we love making this podcast for you, and it really helps us when you leave a review of the show. It helps other entrepreneurs find the show. Hopefully someone's out there with a real business idea, and they're looking for stuff, and then they search iTunes uh, for something, and they might show us to them above others because of how many people have said, well, we love this show, we love this show, we love this show. Um, so if you love the show, please leave us a re review. Go to iTunes Store, search for Fizzle, and click Write a Review. I'd really love to read it out. All right, man, that's it for this topic. I loved this topic today, all right? 
Here's to thinking not just bigger, but better. To doing maybe less and getting more of what matters. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.